Nipsey Hussle said this. He says, in order to take 10 steps forward, you sometimes got to take two steps back. So you step back and you kind of just really analyze and see what's happening. So to me, that moment was kind of like, you know, when you have like a, what do you call it, a slingshot? When you pull back and you release, that's kind of what I felt it was. It was just a, it was a whirlwind of emotions, you know, because you're like on the mindset where it's like, you know, fuck everybody. Like, I need to go do this for me. I need to do this now. Like, you know, because in, in sometimes in your hustle, you're like, you get caught up in what you're doing and it's like that tunnel vision. Like, you just don't want to stop. You don't want to look like a failure. Like, that's what I felt like. When I was getting fired and treated like that, I was like, man, like, it brought me so low. You know what I'm saying? Like, it brought me to a point where I was just like, man, like, am I not good? Or am I, where am I fucking up? What, what's the vibe? This is Sad Boy Radio. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Sad Boy Radio. I'm your host, Matt. And man, today we got a very special guest. Not even from Chicago. He's a DJ producer. He opened up for some of the biggest acts in the world. Hey. Osuna, Bad Bunny, and even more than that. And he's the official DJ and host for Sueños and Baja Beach Fest. Yes, sir. And more. And more. Go ahead and introduce yourself, bro. Hey, what's good? Your man, DJ Freddy Fresco, the Oficial. Tamo la casa. Thank you for having me, bro. I appreciate it. Of course, bro. Man, I appreciate you coming through. You know, you, you fit it in your schedule. Being working with V5, you were at fucking Moe's last night. You'll be at Tunnel tonight. I hope to be there. You hope to be there. <laughs> hey, you hope to make it there tonight. Yeah, we see how the sushi goes right now. <laughs> hey, you know that shit's gonna smack, bro. You're gonna go back to the hotel, take a nap real quick. Yeah, Team Mimi's. You've been DJing for a super long time, bro. Since 12 years old, you've been on this journey of making your way to the top. You've faced some trials and tribulations. But now you're at the point where you're one of the biggest DJs in the world, hosting three of the biggest parties. Thank you. Yeah. I want to go, you know, party by party real quick. I do this a lot with my guests. I take significant moments of their life and significant people in their life and have them reflect on what they've learned, how they've grown. For you, you know, you walked into some of these situations after coming off huge losses. Mm Mm-hmm. I want to ask you, how do you feel like you've grown through these opportunities and changes you've seen within yourself, both personally and professionally? First, we're going to start with Papa's and Beer, right? That was the first opportunity that you had after you left the company. So go ahead and talk about how you've grown. Oh, uh, man, Papa's and Beer was a, a blessing in disguise, let me tell you, because before I got to Papa's and Beer, I was doing radio. And back, you know, back in those years, like, radio was still a thing. Now, radio's not so much the thing anymore because it's all digital-based, social media, et cetera, et cetera. But when I got fired from the radio station, my mindset was, okay, I don't need this. Let me go somewhere else and showcase myself. And then I went to another radio station, and I got fired as well. So then from there, it was more so like, damn, like, where do I go? What do I do? Because as a person, that that shit sucks. It hurts. Like, it, it brings you down a little bit, you know what I'm saying, as a person when you get treated like you're worthless. So in the, in a sense of like you take that anger, it's like when you go through a breakup, you take that pain and you just turn it into something positive. So I went to Mexico, took my shot out there in Rosarito, and bro, the rest is like history. You know what I'm saying? It's just one of those things like where can I go where nobody's at now and how can I capitalize and make the most of it? So I went to Rosarito, fucking across the border, you know what I'm saying? Like super out of my element where I'm at. And then just took it to a whole nother vibe, you know? Got there, doors open, 
things started happening. And then Baja Beach Fest followed right after, you know, the same owners, they run the show. They're like, you know, they see the potential. They see what I do. I'm really good at what I do. And they blessed me with the opportunity. And then everything just followed after that. For you, what was a moment with Papas and Beer that really solidified your place? To keep it real, I think it's just a a, a really big, like, sheet of just things I had to do. You know what I'm saying? Because when you come into a new place, like, it's not your way. It's their way. And when you don't know nobody and it's new, it's like you have to play by the rules. You have to play by what you're told. You have to listen to higher management. You have to follow formats, you know? And I had to do that, you know? Well, what's, this, what's the term? You got to, like, you got to swallow the pill. You got to take it on the chin. You know what I'm saying? And I did that for the first year. And as I mentioned to you previously, bro, like, I remember one spring break, uh, during one of the pool parties, it was popping. I don't know if you ever seen like a Papa's and Beer like pool party. It's insane, bro. It's ratchet, crazy, like you know what I'm saying? Titties, everything just out there, bro. So it was packed, and then I was DJing, and the MC was nowhere to be found. And he, we're like, "Where's he at?" Like, yo, we got to do the contest. And prior to this, bro, they wouldn't let me touch the mic at all. Like, I couldn't grab the mic. I couldn't speak on the mic. I remember one time I grabbed the mic, and they kicked me out. They're like, "No, you can't do that." It's just politics, you know what I'm saying? So when the opportunity came and they're like, hey, do you know how to use the mic? Give me that shit. And then that's it, you know, just turned it up. I speak, you know, perfect English, perfect Spanish. The guy who was the host, he was, uh, you know, a paisano resident. So he had like the strong Mexican accent speaking English. So it sounded kind of weird. So when I got on, it was just a whole nother vibe, a whole new sound. And then, you know, they fucked with it and... To me, I think that's really, like, the moment where it was like, all right, you're the guy now. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it was like, yo, Freddie, like, what what can you do? Like, we want to do these invasions. We want to come out to the city. We want to tap in with L.A., San Diego, O.C., fucking the Bay, San Francisco. And I was like, yeah, I got ties with all these people. So I now on the back end, I'm helping Papas and Beard do tours on the U.S. side. Right? So that's another, like I said, it's just a long sheet of everything and every opportunity they've given me. So anytime they ask me, like, I never say no. It's like, I'm going to figure this shit out. You know what I'm saying? Because it's a big brand. You know what I'm saying? And I always always tell my people, like, I do this shit for the team because it's bigger than me. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're, I'm a team player for the team. Same thing with Sueños. Like, Sueños is the, 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 the title, the fucking, the festival, the show. I'm just doing my part, and I want to do the best that I can at my part, whether it's hosting emceeing, making sure people are safe or whatever the case is, you know what I'm saying? So with Papa's, is the same thing. It's just whatever they bring to me, it's like, yo, I got you, you know? So just helping out, being a team player, bro. Realistically, that's really what it is. I remember growing up, for me, you know, my uncle told me, this is like the only piece of advice he's ever given me. Fuck. <laughs> whatever you do in life, whatever job you have, whether you're sweeping floors, building some shit, your customer service agent, make sure you're giving it your all and you're being the best worker you could possibly be, right? Because at the end of the day, people, you feel like people aren't watching. You don't feel like you're being recognized all the time, but people are watching what you're doing. They see that you're either at the bottom or you're at the top. Once you're at the top, they can't tell you shit. There's nothing There's nothing they can say to you because you know the position you hold and once you leave there's that hole that they need to fill. You know, you're such a prominent act. You're one of the artists that stood out to me, and I knew I was like, damn, I need to interview that dude one day. Oh, thank you. How important was Papa's in beer to you, right? 
the opportunity came at a time where, once again, you you got fired from two different radio stations, something that you were pursuing for a long time. Nipsey Hussle said this. He says, in order to take 10 steps forward, you sometimes got to take two steps back. So you step back and you kind of just really analyze and see what's happening. So to me, that moment was kind of like, you know, when you have like a, what do you call it, a slingshot? When you pull back and you release, that's kind of what I felt it was. It was just a, it was a whirlwind of emotions, you know, because you're like on the mindset where it's like, you know, fuck everybody. Like, I need to go do this for me. I need to do this now. Like, you know, because in, in sometimes in your hustle, you're like, you get caught up in what you're doing. And it's like that tunnel vision. Like, you just don't want to stop. You don't want to look like a failure. Like, that's what I felt like. When I was getting fired and treated like that, I was like, man, like, it brought me so low. You know what I'm saying? Like, it brought me to a point where I was just like, man, like, am I not good? Or am I, where am I fucking up? What, what's the vibe? So it was one of those moments where it's like, you really just, like, self-reflect. And it's like, nah, hold up. I am that guy. Like, I could do this. And ever since then, bro, it was like, on my own two feet, I do my own bookings, do my own shows. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't depend on anybody. I don't like to depend on anybody. Yeah, I have friends, amazing people that help me out and contribute to the success. But ultimately, like, I just, I feel like that moment was like, I got me. You know what I'm saying? And that's really the mindset. Like, I got me. Me and God. I got me. You know what I'm saying? That's what that moment to me was, bro. Because before I was relying on the radio station. The brand I was relying on, oh yeah, I'm Freddie Fresco from 991 or I'm Freddie Fresco from Power 106. So when that got taken away, it was like I felt like I wasn't that person anymore. But in reality, that happening to me really just turned it into like, wait, I was doing more for them than they were doing for me. So instead of me doing it for them, let me do it for me. And now I carry myself. So how do you feel like you established your own identity separate from that? Being yourself, bro. I don't know. Like... I'd be out and people are like, yo, are you Asian? No. <laughs> are you Filipino? Are you are you black? And I'm like, no. It's just not giving a fuck, bro. Like, just be yourself, bro. It's That shit really did, it changed me, bro. I'm telling you, like, you know, when, I think, like, the, the worst part about it, bro, is it, it happened in a time where, like, I got dumped. You know what I'm saying? Like, you get your heart broken. That's catastrophic. You know what I'm saying? I got fired from my job, you know what I'm saying? And then, you know, it's just, it was like a whirlwind of effects. When it rains, it pours, bro. It was bad, bro. And like I was telling you in the car, bro, like from then till now, like I'm probably like the happiest, happiest I've ever been. Like I love myself. I love everything. Like met you Leo in the mirror, you know, like, dang, you're fucking handsome, bro. You're such a good vibe. You're nice. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like that's really like, what it is, bro, that that moment changed everything for me, bro. Like, I, I'm being dead serious. Like, everything I do now is thanks to that moment in my life. Like, had that not happened, bro, I probably would have been comfortable staying on radio and just doing the local gigs. And nah, that was more like, okay, go get it. It was your opportunity to take it to the next level. Yeah, bro. I always tell these stories, right, because when I started this shit— it felt like my world should have been falling apart. I had so many bad things happening around me. And for a lot of people, they would have let that beat them down. I turned all those negatives into this positive shit. I started talking about what I was going through openly and 
hoping that somebody else found comfort in the words that I was spreading. So taking those opportunities of, yeah, shit's bad right now. Yeah, life keeps beating you down and flipping it to the point where I'm on top of the world now. Let's make some good shit happen out of this, right? So let's move forward with Baja Beach Fest, right? Yeah. With Papas and Beer, you were able to move towards hosting a festival, DJing at the festival. Mm -hmm. Even with that, there were the trials and tribulations. You were able to host and DJ the first one, and the second one, you got taken off the second day, and then they brought you back. These moments in life where there's so many different things happening, you see all the positive, and when something bad happens, you're like, fuck, now I'm back to square one. That's not really the case. You've grown so much, and you see the progress. For you, what are some changes you've seen within yourself? DJing Baja Beach Fest, like, it really, like, it, it changed my mindset in a sense of, like, you can't care about what people say, right? In a sense, like, I'll go in the comments sometimes, which I would advise any artist or DJ to not do. Because <laughs> people are just brutally honest, you know what I'm saying? And half the time, maybe they're just drunk or they're lit and they're just feeding off emotions or whatever. So what I've learned off of this is, like, man, I've seen Anuel get picked apart. You know what I'm saying? Just an example on comments or an artist get picked apart, picked apart about the performance that they suck or, oh, don't book him again or, oh, again, blah, blah. And then it's like, man, just if they could talk about an A-caliber artist like that, they could talk about a DJ like me. And if an A-caliber artist like that don't give a fuck and he's still doing his thing, he's still touring, he's still doing his, like, you know what I'm saying? Going about his day, then I should too. Because I used to always care about, like, Yo, did I, do, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what do we talk about? Did I do good? Do I sound good? Do I fucking smell good? Do, am I playing the right music? You know what I'm saying? That was always my thing. And doing Baja, it was more so, like, be confident in who you are, the job you're delivering, and your performance. So as long as I know I'm fucking rocking it, I'm good. Because being at Baja, bro, it's a, it's a monster. Let me tell you, you have 60,000 people. They don't know who the fuck you are. They're just up there trying to get pussy they're trying to have a good time they're 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 not there to see me they're there to see fucking bad bunny or you know what i'm saying whoever the headlining artist is at the time you know so being there is more so like just be confident in what you're doing stand behind who you are and be yourself at all times you know what i'm saying because you can't lie to the people you can't lie to the culture you can't lie to people who are in front of you you know what i'm saying you could do one thing on instagram and another in person but when you're in front of sixty thousand people for three days all fucking day, like, they're going to know who you are, you know? So you just got to give it to them. So Baja Beach Fest, to me, like, really just turned me into a whole other beast in all aspects, you know what I'm saying? As performing, emceeing, the creativity of music, how I engage with people, what can I do this year that's going to up what I did last year, you know what I'm saying? Because if you've ever been on a stage that big, bro, like, the roar of the crowd, like, even now I'm getting goosebumps, it's just, it's very overwhelming, and I still get nervous. And I think it's a good thing, because I love what I do. So my thing is always, I want to be good, I want to be great, I want to sound great, but I still get that sense of nervousness before I perform each and every time. So Baja, to me, like I said, has just elevated all those senses of, like, Who's around me? What's being said? What's being fed? What am I listening to? Am I listening to what I want to listen to in the car? Or am I listening to new shit to see what people are vibing to? You know what I'm saying? Because as a DJ, what do you want to do? You want to please the crowd. You want to make sure the people are happy. But at the same time, as a DJ, you need to put people on. 
there might be music that I like that they don't like, but I have that ear. So when I play it, they're going to like it. You get what I'm saying? Because when you listen to something drunk, it hits you different. You know what I'm saying? When you're with a hot chick and you're vibing, it hits you different. Because you're not focused on the lyrics or the actual sound, but the environment you're in. So as long as you're putting out good vibes, which is what I tell people when you're DJing, you need to project good energy. You need to project good vibes. You need to project a high frequency so people reciprocate it. If I'm up there and I'm bored and I'm like, then the crowd's just kind of like, you know what I'm saying? But if I'm up there and I'm like, ah, let's do this, let's do that, let's have fun, everybody's with me. You know, so that's what Baja's really done to me, bro. It's just elevated. It's been able to elevate you as a performer. As a performer, as a DJ, as a person, as a fucking human being, bro. Because even when I get off stage sometimes, people are like, yo, sign my shit, or let's take a picture. And I'm like, yeah, like, hell yeah, like, come here, be my friend, you know what I'm saying? I love it, like, I embrace it. People write to me like, yo, I didn't think you were going to write back. Like, why not? Like, bro, you fuck with me, I fuck with you. Like, you love what I do, I love you for that. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's really the way I look at my performance and my DJing, bro. It's like, I'm here for you. I love what I do and I'm blessed to be able to do this, but I'm here for you, bro. And and Baja has given me those tools to just be amazing. Of course, you're going to fuck up here and there and you got to learn from your mistakes. Okay, I won't do this anymore. Okay, that worked. I could try that. Not only am I doing this here, but now I could take it back to a show in the U.S. Or I could do it at Sueños. I could do it at Coca-Cola. I could do it in fucking Mexico. What's one of those things that you learned that you didn't work out? Playing Bad Bunny. <laughs> so me, bro, I'm a massive, like, Bad Bunny fan. You went viral with the Bad Bunny clip. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So when I was, like, DJing Baja this last year, they were like, yo, all he does is play Bad Bunny. And it's like, the reason I do it, it's it's formatting. You know, because when you DJ a festival, bro, like, the artists on the lineup that day, you can't play none of that music. Why? Because they're going to perform it. And the thing is with reggaeton, which is I think is amazing, is that they all collab. So you might have a El Alfa song, but that fool has, like, four other fools on it. And just because that fool's on that record, you can't play that record. You know what I'm saying? Even if the artist ain't even there, but he's just a feature, you can't play it. So what's what What do people love? Bad Bunny. And Bad Bunny's not at the festivals. Exactly. But then there's people like, oh, no, he played it every day. But it's like not everybody comes all three days or two days. Some people show up late. Some people have work. Some people check in to the hotel and cross the border and show up like at 7 in the after, and, uh, at night. You know what I'm saying? And then there's the hard hard fans that show up at 12. So those people are probably the ones that are like, ah, he's playing the same shit every day. It's, it's really not. But since you're there, like it just sounds repetitive. So last year, what I really did learn was like, yo, just ease up on the Bad Bunny a little bit. Just sprinkle it here and there because it's always going to work. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't see somebody saying like, yo, play Lenny Tavares. They're saying, yo, play Bad Bunny. Or, you know, just an example, you know, all love to Lenny. But what do they say? Play Bad Bunny. That's all you see. You know what I'm saying? That's the request. I think Bad Bunny's become his own genre If to keep it 100. If you look up his name, it just... A whole variety of music is not the same shit. And you've been opening up, up for him for a minute. Bro, I, I got to open for Bad Bunny at his first show in California, bro. Like, this is Chambea vibes, you know what I'm saying? At you know the saying? OC? Yeah, at the observatory. Mm -hmm. I did uh, Osuna the week prior, bro. And it was my, I, I don't know, like at the time, reggaeton was not as popular as it is now. So DJs weren't even on it yet. So they're, uh, I'm going to shout him out. Uh, Chris Carrera, he was like, 
looking all over for a DJ. Nobody wanted to do it, bro. And he didn't want to book me for some reason. He tells me this. He didn't want to book me, and I didn't know why. But he hits me, and I'm like, I'm down, you know? Like, let's get it. And, bro, I, I go, and this is probably the first time that I open for an artist, right? So I'm thinking I'm just gonna dj a set nah like people are there just standing watching me like it's not like a club like people are really in, just standing there waiting for the artist so th those shows like really like took me from djing as a club dj to like djing as a performer as an engagement you know so the asuna show happened killed that the following week bad bunny was in town like yo do you want to come do that i'm like i'm down i do that I didn't even get to see him perform. I had to open, and once I finished, I had to go back to Rosarito because I had another set. You know what I'm saying? So, like, the 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 touring, bro, has just been uh, insane. You know, at the time, like I told you, like, in this era, it was Bad Bunny, Chambea vibes, you know, early, early stages before the pre, before the Hago lo que me da la gana. Early. That was, all, that was the single days. Yes, yes. So, just to be a part of that, bro, like, to me is like, yo... That's massive. Like, in my personal opinion, bro, I think, respectfully, Bad Bunny is, like, the Michael Jackson of our generation. As far as music, touring, bands, diversity. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, not only straight women and men, gay women and men, all colors, all countries, all styles of music. We have little kids singing his music. It's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, little kids know Billie Jean. Little kids know Michael Jackson. You know what I'm saying? Like... So to be a part of that at an early stage and then to him reposting me, it's like, damn. You know what I'm saying? Like, you see a guy when he's starting and then you see a guy when he's fucking on the top of the world, bro. And I've never seen Bad Bunny, like, share another DJ ever. Like, I don't think I've ever seen him repost another DJ other than his DJ. But he reposted me and that to me just meant the world. It feels like you've accomplished something bigger than yourself and bigger than... Bigger than anything you could have dreamed of, having your idols notice what you're doing and taking the time to really watch it, really understand what happened, and then share that shit. Recently, we had DJ Drama reshare our shit. I, I, legend. I just tagged him because, you know, we're talking about him. We're talking about opportunities he's given to DJs like DJ Drip. DJ Drip did a show with him. Shout out to Drip. Shout out Drip. Shout DJ out Drip. Drama. Shout out everybody, yeah, yeah. bro. DJs are raw as fuck, bro. I was yeah. telling you in the car. I love interviewing DJs because there's this side of them that people get to see on this show that they would never see in the club. In the club, just like you said, you got to put on a show. You got to have this persona. You got to be this performer that people are watching. They want to feel that energy. They want to feel good vibes. But not everything is good all the time. There's ups and downs that everybody goes through. So for you guys to be able to share that with the world and let them know like, hey, you see me in the club, I'm lit as fuck. I'm able to put out this energy. That's on me every day, though. And that's okay. But I wanted to go back to what you said, right? To the crowd, you got to portray this person. You got to portray somebody who you are and you just want to be genuine. Yeah, yeah. Who are you trying to portray to the crowd? that you've had to look deep within yourself and find out. Me growing up, dog, like, I was getting jumped. I didn't have friends. Like, I would get bullied. I'd get picked on. You know, I didn't have my two front teeth in high school. Like, you could imagine. You know what I'm saying? Like, so now that I'm in a position where I'm, I'm like, the center of attention, like, I really try to embrace and be, just be, like, 
that fool. You know what I'm saying? Like, be the guy that people, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, who who's Freddie Fresco? Like, is he a fucking dick or is he cool? Nah, I'm cool. But you're only cool if you tap in. Like, you're not going to know because I walk around with a bitch face and I have glasses on and I, you know, I walk in with my people. Like, you get a certain perspective because you assume or you make an assumption that I'm this way or that way. But in reality, like, when I'm performing, I just want to be the vibe. And that's really all I care about, the vibe. Like, I don't care what your perception or opinion is about me. But one thing you can't say about me is that I didn't go kill that show. So when people do come up to me, like, I'm me. Like, for that small window where they come and say something to me, like, I break out of that character. And I'm like, oh, hey, what's up? How are you? What's good? Yeah, you want a shot? Woo-woo. And then once they're done, all right, back to perro mode. You know, party, party, party. You know, but it's it's just uh, like an alter ego type of thing, you know? Like, the person I'm not at home is the person I am on the mic. When I'm at home, I'm very, like, mellow, chill, conservative. And then when I'm around people and I'm comfortable, I'm very happy. I like to laugh. I like to crack jokes. I like to talk shit. You know what I'm saying? But then when I'm on the mic and I'm DJing, I'm the loudest fool in the room. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I call it an alter ego, because when I'm not on the mic... I'm very quiet. I'm very mellow. I'm very observant, you know? I'm a people watcher. I like to watch people. If you ever really, like, step back at a club, bro, and really just watch, people are just drunk. The alien dude? Yeah. Ah, see, you know who that is. Yeah. Bro, can I talk about my boy? Hey, go ahead. All right, bro. So, look, there's this kid in Rosarito, and he's, like, the nerdiest, respectfully, like, the nerdiest kid you can think. Like, glasses. He'll show up to, like, the club in, like, a a stretch neck t-shirt like it looked like it's just washed out dirty pants dirty shoes like you know what i'm saying like you know what i'm saying he just pull up have a good time and he was always just recording the girls like he never had friends he never had anybody around him and it was weird right because i i, I kind of saw myself in a sense like he didn't have friends he was always by himself so i started shouting him out and then i started posting him on my instagram a lot and for some reason i don't know like i'm I'm a strong believer in aliens and other, you know, living beings and shit like that. And to me, there was a thousand bad bitches in the club. He was the only person that really caught my eye. I don't know what it was about him. And I just kept posting him and posting him and posting him. He stood out to me. I started using the little X-Files, you know, theme music. And it, it started catching. And everybody's like, yo, he's always there. He's always there. Bro, like, fast forward a, a year later, he writes to me. He's like... Yo, I don't know if you know who I am, but he's like, I'm alien. Because I would put alien, right? And he's like, I'm alien. He's like, I just want to thank you for saving my life. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, in my head, I was like, what do you mean? He's like, I have no friends. I always felt like I was alone. Now when I go to Rosarito, everybody's like, hey, you're the alien. Blah, blah, blah. Let's take a shot. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, even now, like, again, goosebumps, bro. Because I, I felt that that message he wrote to me, bro. And he was very humble, very grateful that I... I basically exposed him to people that he probably would never speak to because he was just all, you know what I'm saying, to himself. And when he wrote that to me, bro, it was like one of those things. It was like, damn, like, I really just changed this whole kid's perspective on who he is and how he felt about himself, you know? I felt like I I lifted him up from a maybe a dark place, maybe where he wasn't happy with himself or he wasn't, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, just those words, you saved my life is like, that's major, you know? And I tell people all the time, like, yo, tap in, call, 
text. Just hit up your people. Like, yo, what's good? What's going on? Talk to me. Let's go eat. Let's go get a beer. You know? Those little things, bro. Like, me personally, I, I talk to promoters. I talk to agents. I talk to artists. And it's rare when people ask me how I'm doing because I'm just always on the move. But I don't need that to give it out. You know what I'm saying? So you as a homie, I would tell you, hit up your boys. You as a homie, hit up your boys. Call your mom. Call your dad if you still have the ability to do so. You know, tell them you love them. You know what I'm saying? It's real, bro. It's real shit. And that kid sending me that message, again, was a whole nother thing. Like, I can't be a dick to people. I can't think I'm better than these people. We're all equal. We're all same. You know what I'm saying? If I wasn't a DJ, I'd be probably just like homie. Or just like any other person, working a nine-to-five, fucking hustling, trying to, you know, feed my family or take care of my babies or whatever the case is. You know what I'm saying? So that kid, again, was one of those things that was like, I need to keep it here and keep it real. Again, the persona that I am as a DJ, I'm the performer. But when I'm not, I'm chill, kick back. But as a performer, bro, is a, a beast. You got to take it to a different level. You got to let people know, like... I'm here for business. Uh, I'm the headliner. I'm the main event. I'm going to put on the show. You got to let your presence be be felt. Which, for you, had to have been felt at your residency over at Wynn. Oh, bro. It's a huge opportunity. As a DJ, like, and I think any DJ could relate to this, like, when you're in your room and you're practicing, like, you want to be on radio. You want to be doing four or five clubs a week. You want to be at the biggest parties, you want to be at a festival, you want to end up in Vegas, you know what I'm saying? So everything that I've done, bro, has been a real and honest manifestation. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm very, like, passionate. I'm blinded, like, uh, you can't believe, bro. Like, you can't tell me I can't do something. Or you can't tell me this and that, right? So landing in Vegas is just, like, it happened again. You know what I'm saying? Like, Daylight, Mandalay Bay, I fucking got on and I got blessed last year with Win. And I'm a huge Raiders fan, you know, fuck all the Raider haters, but I'm a huge Raider fan. Bro, LA's had so many different football teams. I know, this fucking horse. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I grew up a Raiders fan, bro, and to land the opportunity to DJ at Win at Allegiant. So I was doing like the, the Winfield Club. It's a club inside the stadium. So they were like, yo, Freddie, like my boy Chris, Chris with a Y, shout him out. He was like, yo, I, I see what you're doing. I want to fuck with you. And he was like, queremos la presencia de Latinos en el estadio. So Grupo Firme had like a sold out show there. And then Bad Bunny was coming in the following week and had two back to back shows. He's like, yo, I want you to do this club. Can you do it? Are you down? Boom. So him, my boy Maven, shout out to Maven. They locked that in, bro. And I got to DJ both nights at the Bad Party, uh, Bad Bunny show, after party, inside the stadium, and the same thing for Grupo Firme. You know what I'm saying? So it's just it's just a whirlwind of things, bro. Like, that happened. Then uh, I DJed at Dre's. That's another big club. You know what I'm saying? And then I did uh, Maluma Land. Oh, shit. Yeah, bro, at uh, Resorts, bro. Shout out to my boy Chris. Like, you know what I'm saying? And that happened right after Sueños, bro. Uh, I, I did Sueños and... I don't know, man. Everything just changed. For you landing these big opportunities in Vegas, how important were they to your journey? As I mentioned, man, the happiest I've ever been because I'm really doing 
everything my heart wanted to do when I started it. You know what I'm saying? Like, landing these things, like, yeah, it's cool, it's clout, but it's, like, accomplishment. Like, yo, these years have paid off. Yo, this grind has paid off. Like, my investments, flying, you know, staying away, you know, missing birthdays, missing holidays, not being home with the fam. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's fulfillment of, like, yo, I'm on the right path, you know, because I've seen many DJs start and then they stop. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's where, where people fuck up, like, no, like, don't take your L and leave. Like, take your L and learn. Like, what can I do better? How can I be better? You know, recognize where you fuck up too and then be better. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's no there's no shame, bro, in admitting that you lost or you fucked up or you got drunk one night or whatever the case is. So being in the positions that I am now, it's like full focus. Like, all right, I'm here now. How do I maintain? And how do I go to the next level? You know, just keep being better, practice every day, and don't get comfortable. I hate being comfortable, bro. I, I, I feel like being comfortable is the worst place to be, right? Because when you're really doing something, it's supposed to feel overwhelming. You know, when you asked me earlier, like, yo, who manages you? Who does your shit? Who does this? Like, it's on me. You know what I'm saying? I'm tracking numbers. I'm tracking flights. I'm tracking hotels. I'm tracking... What time I got to be there, analyze and be to the show, then go back to the room, then be to the hotel, then go to the next flight, go to the next city, catch that ride to the hotel, then from the hotel to the show, then back to the airport, back home, rest. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just a lot. So landing in Vegas is just really like, it's like, what do you call it? Like a tier. You know what I'm saying? Like you do house parties, quinceañeras, bautizos, then you do bars, bars, clubs, clubs, then you do bigger clubs. And you start traveling, then you go exactly. You know what I'm saying? Then you open for artists, then you land in Vegas. It's like, what's what's next? What do you think is next? I don't know, bro. God hasn't showed me. Let me tell you that. God God talks to me all the time. Everything that I've done, I've seen in dreams. You know what I'm saying? Like uh before Bad Bunny posted me, I had a dream that I met Bad Bunny. Have you met him yet? <sighs> no. You gotta meet him, bro. I'll keep it real. I, I would love to meet meet him just like just to let him know, like, man, I appreciate what you've done. Like, because you took probably what was seen as probably one of the lowest, you know, races, ethnicities, or signs of culture and life in the bottoms to the top. Center stage. Like, there's no denying what that man's done. And it's just like, yo, thank you. And it's like, I appreciate, I have a Bad Bunny tattoo here when I opened for him in 2018. I have a Bad Bunny tattoo here on my leg from when he shared me, you know? So, you know, I would love to meet the guy just to thank him. Not even, like, on some fangirl shit. Just, like, bro, thanks. I appreciate everything you've done because not only have you elevated the culture, but you elevated me in the sense of where how I look and how I stand representing my raza, my people, my flag, my culture. You know what I'm saying? Like, he holds his Puerto Rican culture and background so high is the same way I look at my Mexican side. It's like, yo, in reggaeton, how many Mexican DJs are really on lineups? Not a lot. How many Mexican DJs are, like, hosting festivals? Reggaeton festivals? None. I've heard of DJs hold residencies. I've heard of DJs, you know, being multiple places, but I've never heard a DJ hold down three festivals, be the host, be the DJ multiple years ever. 
know what I'm saying? So that to me is like one of my biggest like achievements. It's like it's not cap, it's real. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm very I say this so humbly, bro. Like it's something that I embrace and I'm very thankful for because I feel like I always tell I tell my daughter this. I was like, your daddy's gonna be a legend. You know what I'm saying? Like like a biggie, you know what I'm saying? Like a Tupac, like a nip, you know what I'm saying? Like people that passed away for whatever reason, right? Tra tragically or, you know, however, but they're forever living on, you know what I'm saying? Through accomplishments, through shit they've done, through the ways they change the culture, the ways they adapt to what's happening in the community and then they upbring the community. You know what I'm saying? Like I do toy drives, I do food drives, I go to Rosarito, Tijuana, give out toys, all kinds of shit. You know what I'm saying? And this is, these aren't things that you probably pick up from me because you don't, you make that assumption of like, yo, this who's... Because of the persona that's online. Yeah. There's that divide, right? And we're going to talk about it a little bit later, but that balance between who you are and who you portray. Yeah. That's one of the things I loved about your story. You failed. You picked yourself back up. Last night I took an L, then I bounced back, right? Just like you were saying, take your L, keep it moving. Because at the end of the day, you're bound for bigger things. You got to believe it. And if you let one tiny little thing take you off your path, take you off your purpose, that's when you really fail. You started talking about these festivals. The last one we had to talk about was Sueños. Mm -hmm. We're in Chicago. You're representing for all the Latinos out here. And it, it was just announced. For you, what's the importance of this festival? Again, having just Latinos, like, you know what I'm saying? Like in one one spot bro and just bringing out the best in people you know what i'm saying like what i try to tell the homies is like what y'all don't realize is that when i'm djing like i'm connecting with people there might be a song that i'll play and it'll spark a memory they'll remember fucking you know i'll play some angeles azules and then you remember your mom in the morning vacuuming playing cumbias you know what i'm saying like you hear shit like that and then people are like, oh shit, I remember this song when I was little, but then they sing it now with like a passion because now you're not only sparking an emotion, but you're sparking a memory that brings them back. You know what I'm saying? So Sueños to me, man, me as a host and as a DJ, like I need to have that vibe at all times. I never want the music to stop. I never want people to be bored. I never want people to be in a position where they're like, man, what's that we're doing? You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like... I'm very blessed to be in the position that I'm in because there's so many DJs that could possibly be on that position. But thankfully, I'm the one in that position. So now I feel like I have a responsibility to make sure the show runs correctly. You know what I'm saying? So it being in Chicago, for a show for Latinos, like it's like people are going to remember this. You know what I'm saying? Like there's not... I don't remember too many Latino festivals prior to what you're seeing now, you know, because of the popularity. So having it here in Chicago, maintaining it, holding it down, bro, it's, to me, it's like the the highest honor in this city because I'm not even from Chicago. But being here, bro, I've always been welcomed. I've always been well, like, treated, respected. Like, people show mad love, you know? So I just want to reciprocate all that good energy back into my performance both days. And it being here, bro, is also just like, it wasn't here before, you know? So now that it is, it's like, let's treat it with respect and let's make the best out of it for everybody who's there, whether you're a fucking security, 
whether you're the sound guy, whether you're the lady working the booth or you're selling fucking cervezas or whatever, like, everybody, like, you know what I'm saying? This is for us. ¿Me entiendes? Es para nosotros. Like, let's enjoy it. Let's have a great time. Let's make the best of it. Like, let's not let these moments go to waste, bro, because we're living in a time, like, you need to learn to be present. You know what I'm saying? Like, stay the fuck off your phone, like, you're here right now. This is your moment. This is your vida. This is your momento to just fucking be happy. You know what I'm saying? Not be like glued on your phone and getting lost in the sauce. My boy, like, enjoy a beer. Enjoy a laugh with your friend. Fucking shoot your shot. Who cares if she says no? You tried. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's ahorita. It's like, you're going to look back later and be like, damn, like, I should have done that. No, do that shit. You know? So just the the show being here, bro, is just... I just want to make sure everybody's happy, bro. What did you say about me? Or that I was one of the artists that stood out last year. Mm -hmm. I never saw myself as a competing artist with these artists because obviously they're like a whole other caliber, caliber, right? But being there is like, you weren't the only person who said that, bro. And again, that changed my mindset too of like, yo, I'm not just seen as the DJ now. I'm seen as an artist who's actually doing more than what I'm doing, you know, or what I think I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? So... The, your comments, bro, like, they mean everything to me. The people that say that, it means everything to me because it opens up a whole other channel in my head of how I perceive and how I attack what I'm doing. You know? Had nobody told me anything, I probably would have just been like, cool. It wouldn't have been as significant to you. It would have just felt like another performance. Yes. And now it's like, I felt like I helped make the show. Sueños was one of those festivals that I genuinely felt like, man, this is just a vibe. At a lot of different festivals, you go to Lollapalooza, you go to, um, I don't even know, another festival out here. Well, I, I know me, a couple of them. Me, I'm just me, not going to. Oh, yeah. We, yeah. We're not booked, so we can't say it. <laughs> <laughs> but like Lollapalooza, right? You go there and the vibes are different because there's not that love for the music. There's a lot of different people there. There's a lot of people going to see different artists, but all collectively coming into one space. Like you're saying, these Latinos that love their culture, now they're all in this space sharing the music that they love, sharing the music that makes them think of times with their fucking parents. What's one song that brings good memories for you? Juana La Cubana. Why? What's the memory? My dad uh, was a DJ, you know? So that's kind of how I got into my roots. And there's a video of my prima quinceañera in uh Ensenada and that song was playing and you know how like they would record like your quinceañera or shit you know you have a tape or whatever and in that tape there's a there's a clip of my dad fucking dancing like an idiot like you know what I'm saying he was getting down you know what I'm saying but it just looked funny because the camera just wouldn't stop recording him you know you're supposed to be recording the family the kids the you know what I'm saying and that to me is just something like it was just that song is just a vibe my dad was having a, an amazing time, you know what I'm saying? And I was like, yo, because I, I don't know about you, but me, like, when you see your parents now, you don't see them when they were young, turning up, having a good time, doing whatever they were doing. But I got to see him doing what he was doing, having a good time, and I was like, damn, that food was lit. I could hear, was it uh, Sonora Dinamita? I could hear, like, uh, Tucucu, you know what I'm saying? We can do uh, Mana, Oye Mi Amor. We could do, um, there's this one song that, La Camisa Negra, you know what I'm saying? Tengo la camisa negra, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's so much music, bro, and uh, that's what I think helps 
me be great is that I'm open to all all music, bro. Like, especially, like, when I was younger, I'll keep it real, bro. I didn't really fuck with, like, you know, the corridos and the banda. And I just thought it sounded weird. And then now I hear this, like, banda al mexicano going crazy, you know? Like, all kinds of shit, bro. Like, it brings brings out who I who I was growing up, which a lot of people can relate, you know? So playing those records and hitting those, those notes and music at certain times in the night, like, like I said, it just, it touches people. And that's why at the end of the night, right, you play all the bangers, you play Mana, everybody's singing that shit and nobody wants to leave because now it's, we're closing out the night singing the song that we all love. Yeah, it's an atmosphere. You give me goosebumps, bro. Are you a... I feel you, bro. Just hitting those, those records, bro, people, they fucks with it, bro. Just like you, you know what I'm saying? Like, and that's what I think, I hope DJs learn is like, it's not about you, it's about them. You know what I mean? Like, you need to cater to your audience. When you're DJing, look up, see what they're vibing to, see who's dancing, see who's not. You know, because there's fools that go in there with a playlist, they don't even give a fuck, they're just playing, and that's cool. You know, it works It works for some people, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's fine. But me, my attack is like, I need to see what's happening. I need to be in control. You know, whether I'm saying something on the mic, like, if I say something on the mic and people aren't responding, something's wrong. Like, I'm not doing something. Yeah. So that's, like, my red flag, If I, which it rarely happens. But if it does happen, it's like, all right, I need to switch. So real quick, I want to take it back, right? We talked about you leaving those two jobs or being fired from the two jobs. Right there, a lot of people would have just quit. They would have called it a day, said, fuck this shit, I'm moving on to something new. I thought of the song Till I Collapse from Eminem where he says, till the roof comes off, till the lights go out, till my legs give out, can't shut my mouth, till the smoke clears out, I'm going to rip this shit till my bone collapse. It's one of those things where you're not giving up. You keep on going no matter what's thrown at you. These situations don't fucking matter because you're so passionate about what you're doing. Was this the reason you kept on going or what pushed you to keep on pursuing this dream that it seemed like God was almost saying, like, nah, this isn't for you right now. I think you just, you said it right there, bro. Like, I'm very, uh, I'm very spiritual. I'm very about vibes and energy. So at the moment, it was more so like, why is it happening to me? You know, like, what did I do wrong? But then now that I look back, it's like, God didn't want me there. I wasn't supposed to be there. Like, I was supposed to do something more. You know, so all those L's, bro, like, they pointed me in the right direction. You know what I'm saying? Like, that that to me is like, what is it that I, I know it's not me. Like, what is it that, you know, and I'm not even going to talk bad about them or the stations. Like, may they prosper and do amazing and all that good shit. But to me, it's like, I know it's not me. So let me keep going. I was dragging my feet, bro. Like, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, when you're not feeling yourself, you know it. When you don't want to be somewhere, you feel it. You want to leave. When you don't want to be talking to people, you don't want to talk. You leave. You stay home. You don't wake up early. You fucking, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I was in that, in that, that bubble for a minute. And I just couldn't get a clear picture of why it happened. Because it's like when you go through a breakup, it's like, what did I do? What did I do? What did I do? Or what could I have done better? And I stopped going from that to like, yo, I know it's not me. Let's go get it. Where can I get it? You know what I'm saying? And it's like, what am I going to do? Go quit and go work a job or something? Or am I going to go find 
what I need to go find. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I honestly believe as a person, everything's written. Like where you're supposed to go is already set. So I know there's something there for me. Let me go find it. Even if it's by yourself, bro, you need to go fucking find it. Go go analyze with yourself. Go talk to yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like, I tell the homies all the time, I was like, yo, I'm consulting with the realest fool I know, myself. You know what I'm saying? Like, I trust myself. You know what I'm saying? I used to, like, go talk to my mom or, like, hey, mom, what do you think? Or I'll... I do, but I don't talk to her in a sense of, like, what do you think I should do? Someone who doesn't walk in your shoes can't tell you how to walk in your shoes. You know what I'm saying? Like, my mom, immigrant, you know what I'm saying? She does her thing. She takes care of us. But she doesn't know what I'm going through. She doesn't know the politics. She doesn't know what I'm really, like, going through. And as a, as a homie, you could tell your homie. I was using my mom as an example. But you could tell your homie. You could tell your dad. You could tell a colleague. But they really don't know. So it's within yourself, bro, to just kind of go. You know what I'm saying? And you got to keep walking. You just can't stop. You get me? And I'm thankful that I didn't stop because had I stopped, bro, I probably wouldn't be here with you right now. You know? But again, it's that it's that passion. It's the, I know there's something else. I got to go get it. You know what I'm saying? So them doing that, I'm thankful that they did that to me. Even though at the time I was very upset. You know what I'm saying? But now I'm thankful because I look back and it's like, yo, they're still there. They're forever going to be in the same spot because there's no, you can grow only so much with these companies. And then you build your name for yourself. And sometimes you outgrow the brand. A great conversation I had with somebody one time is they said, you know, look at DJ Luyan and Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny outgrew DJ Luyan. He wasn't going to get any bigger had he stayed in that situation. They wouldn't let him release an album. So what did he do? He took the next step. Although that path might have not been as clear in 2018 you couldn't have told bad bunny like well maybe you could have right maybe he believed in himself that much but it wasn't set in stone that he'd be who he is today that he'd be the number one artist in the fucking world when you believe it in your heart it's gonna happen bro like nobody's gonna tell you shit like okay like i know promoters bro back in the day that didn't want to book me and now it's like they're not even promoters no more you know, they were, like, on this high horse. Oh, I'm this and that. I run the city. Cool, bro. You don't fuck with me tight. Even there's other promoters now that didn't want to book me before, but now that I'm on my shit, they hit me. What do you think I say? Hey, what's up, bro? I got you. The price is three times more, though. Is that cool? Oh, I'll get back to you. No problem, bro. No love lost. You know what I'm saying? Like, I always want to keep an open relationship with anybody. Even if you've done me dirty, bro, like, yeah, you're there, but I... I know what you did. You know what I'm saying? But I'll still show you respect because you're a human. You know, like, hey, what's up? How are you? How's the kids? How's your mom? Okay, cool. Keep pushing. You know? But just be blind with it, bro. Just believe in yourself and don't listen to anybody, bro. It sounds stupid, right? But don't listen to anybody because people can't tell you how to walk, bro. They can't tell you where you're going to go because they don't know where you're going to go. They don't know where you want to go. Sometimes I don't know where I want to go and I end up in positions where I'm like, oh shit. But because I'm so focused on the grind, the DJing, the touring, that opportunity just keep falling in, you know? So it's like, come here, come here, come here, you know? I Like I said, I don't like to say no, you know? Because if you say no, you miss out on an opportunity. If somebody like, yo, let's talk, let's have a conversation. Let me hear you out, what you got to say. What's your idea? 
Where do you want to go? What's your vision? What's your idea for this or that? The worst thing that could happen is you don't like the idea. Move on. Yeah. And you always give people the time and respect to like, let me hear you out. You know what I'm saying? Like when people write to me and they're, yeah, talk to me. What's up? What you got to say? Oh, you're a fan. Bro, thank you. Oh, bro, can you hook it up with tickets? Yeah, let me see what I could do. Instead of just leaving people on red and then it's like, ah, you know? But again, just be blind. Be blind with it, bro. Don't stop. Don't listen to anybody. And if you ever feel like, you know, you're not that guy, I promise you, you are. So then for you, you have so much going on in your life. You have to maintain this image. You have to maintain a persona online. Be truthful to who you are. Remain genuine. Balance family. Balance these bookings. Like, you got a lot fucking going on. So you're balancing a lifestyle and you're balancing your home life. You mentioned having a kid. Talk about that. You know, how how did your life change once you had your first daughter? I had my daughter when I was... Uh, she was born, what, two days before my birthday? So when I had her and I got full custody of my daughter, it was more so like, damn, not only is it me, now it's for her. And as she's grown up, now she's a little bit wiser. She's smarter. Like, she's, you know, she's fourth grade. She's like, you know what I'm saying? She's maturing and growing up. She's not into, like, Frozen all day no more. You know, it's more so, like, school and her friends and, and stuff like that. So she really believes in me, bro. Like, she really, like, Daddy, when are we going to get a bigger house? Like, Dad, I show my friends all your music. I'm like, don't. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> That's not for them. Yeah, like I pull up to the school sometimes and then the little kid's like, yo, Freddie Fresco, what's up? I'm like, what's up? <laughs> like, what am I supposed to tell these kids? And she's like, dad, can you DJ my dance? I'm like, no, like, what am I supposed to play? Like, you know? And I remember one time uh, she got in trouble in school because she got in an argument. <laughs> this little girl, because the little girl's like, your dad doesn't play for Bad Bunny. Your dad doesn't know Bad Bunny. And then she got a referral because she, like, punched the kid. <laughs> uh, but you know what I'm saying? Like, bro, she, like, she believes in me. And she's at an age now where she sees the magnitude of what I do. So in her eyes, I'm, like, a fucking rock star. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm I'm the guy already. So that's, like, so much motivation and fuel, bro, to just, I can't let her down. I can't disappoint. Yes, we're going to get that house. Yes, we're going to get that. Yes, I'm going to buy you a fucking pony. You know what I'm saying? Like, dude, like, she just... That's, like, the back end of my shit, bro. Like, at, at, at my worst day, if I if things aren't working out, like, yo, Anaya, that's who I'm doing this for. Even if I'm tired of shit, yo, this is who I'm doing it for. You know what I'm saying? Like, we talked about my Instagram. is just shows, flights, shows, flights. Because that's what I'm dedicating myself to because I'm trying to take myself and my daughter to another situation, a better situation, a much better situation. We have an amazing situation, but I would love to have a better one. Give her everything she wants. I already do. You know what I'm saying? But in a sense of like what she thinks I am, that's my next manifestation of that's where we're going to be, baby. Did you ever feel like your life had to look different? for some? And I want to elaborate on this a little bit. For somebody who's my age, right? How old were you when you had your daughter? I gotta say that. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to, but right? For somebody like me, right? I'm 20, 22. I'll be 23 at the end of March. Oh, you're a baby. Yeah, I'm young as fuck, bro. <laughs> for, 
for me, you know, the idea of no, nah, I'm not even gonna say that. Ah, but, but nah, I'm not nah. even gonna say that because fuck that. I'm not trying to jinx myself, right? <laughs> for 20 year olds, right? It's hard to see your life settling down, having a kid. Um, a lot of these times, these situations are just not what you'd expect, and you think that your life has to look different. You think that you have to move into a more serious situation and not pursue your passions and goals. So for you, did you feel like your life ever had to look a certain way? Hell no. My life's never been a certain way, bro. Like, it's just, I don't know. Like, I'm sure most people can relate. Like, the way you grow up and the way you live is not the way you see it on TV. Not the way you see it in movies. You know, so having my daughter, for me, it was like, tight. Let's keep going. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is cool. Like, I have pictures of me and my daughter in the studio when she's a little girl, like, on my laptop, working on shit. Like, I, you know, like, she's her and her little, uh, what do you call it, like, a walker right there while I'm DJing in the kitchen. Like, dude, to me, it was like, it never changed, you know what I'm saying? Like, it never changed my perspective of, like, yo, I'm gonna go get a job, or, yo, I need to settle down, or, yo, I can't slow down. Like, nah, it was more, like, tight. Now I have a kid. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's cool. This is... She looks just like me, bro. She's fucking gorgeous. Her, not me. But you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I heard you. <laughs> I don't know. I never thought of it like, yo, I need to chill or I need to stop. It was more so like tight. Let's do it for us. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I'm thankful. And and it, it, it really... The situation of what it is, it just, it just made me a way stronger person. Because having a kid is no joke, bro. It's really not. And... I had her, I'll tell you, I had her when I was uh, 20, turning 21. So she was born two days before my 21st birthday. So I was able to get lit one last time. You know what I'm saying? It's like stupid lit. And after that, it was like tight. But it was never like, I don't know, bro. I just never seen myself doing anything else. Even after she was born, I just never saw myself doing anything else. Like, I don't, I, I think people know me more by like DJ Freddie Fresco more than they know me by Freddie. I don't think a child is uh, an excuse or a reason to not pursue your dreams or not go fulfill who you want to be or be who you want to be. You know, like, I'm a, I think I'm the coolest fucking dad. I'll keep it real, bro. I go to her school and shit and I'm like, damn, I'm the best looking dad here. Like, Swagged out, fucking Nikes, fucking nice braids, nice beard. You show up with the sunglasses. Yeah, bro. Pull up. You know what I'm saying? And then I see the other parents. Yeah, you know, they look like, you know, typical parents. You know, yeah, tired, fucking coming from construction, looking all sucio, which I respect. You know what I'm saying? It's the hustle. But I really do feel like, dude, she's only made me better. You feel like she gave you extra motivation? Fuck yeah. All the motivation. Because she was, bro, she, she was boring... In that time where that radio thing happened. And she almost died on me, bro. I got fired from the radio. She almost died on me. And I fell asleep at the wheel, bro, in the same week. Damn. Yeah, bro. So that's why I have these crosses right here. That's what my tattoo signifies. Is that week I had, like, the worst hell, bro. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So to me, this is, like, my reminder. And I have it somewhere visible. Like, you know, like, don't drive when you're fucking tired. That's the worst thing to do. I'll, I'll tell y'all right now, do not drive when you're tired. It's worse than driving drunk. You just fall asleep, bro. When your body wants to rest, it's going to rest. It's going to shut down. Yeah. Take care of your babies at all time. Make sure they're good. And then, you know, don't let bad situations keep you down. So with you being such a big believer in God, 
do you feel like your purpose in life has been fulfilled? No, but I feel like I'm on the right path. What do you feel like your ultimate purpose is? I want to leave my fingerprint on the world and just leave a prime, like, example of, like, no matter what happens, generally just always be yourself, keep it 100, and don't stop. Like, that's really, like, if, if I were to tell you my whole story, bro, it's ups and downs, trials, tribulations, you know what I'm saying? Just a bunch of things that the common person would probably been like, yo, this ain't for me, or yo, I'm done, or whatever the case may be. But I really, like I said earlier, like, I want to be a legend. That's really, like, the ultimate title that I would love. I'd love to be recognized as someone's like, yo, that fool, he did his thing. While he was here, he he held it down, and, and I respect that. You know what I'm saying? You know, DJ AM, probably one of the biggest DJs that you could think of, and his life was short, you know, because of drugs and shit. But, dude, that's a DJ that, if you're a DJ, you know who the fuck that is. You know, and me in the Latin aspect, like, when you think of a reggaeton DJ, like, oh, Freddie Fresco. But not only Freddie Fresco, yo, that fool is Mexican. Yo, that fool holds multiple residencies. Yo, that fool travels. Yo, he fucking, you know, he's raza, he does this. Like, I'm telling you, bro, like, there's no Mexican DJs on lineups, bro. There's really not. Like, they might be, like, playing somewhere, but they're not on caliber. caliber. Si me entiendes? Like, dude, I've opened for every reggaeton artist. That's never been done. You know what I'm saying? So I, I want to continue to just be that guy to, you know, you can come from the worst situations, bro, from the bottom, be poor, you know what I'm saying? Be ugly, be, you know what I'm saying? And then just blossom into something bigger, you know what I'm saying? Something better, a better version of yourself, bro. And ultimately just fucking do what you want to do. You know, I don't answer to nobody. You know what I'm saying? I'm on my own schedule. I work my own thing. I accomplish everything that I accomplished, bro. But at the end of the day, it's like a trial of like from the bottom to the top. Don't stop and do great things. The opportunities left you and you found a new way. Yeah. You found a way to grow aside from that. Yeah. And it's such an inspiring story and I hope it continues to inspire others as well. Thank you, bro. Thank you. I appreciate it. That's going to be all, guys. Make sure you go ahead, like, comment, and subscribe. Make sure you go to Sueños. DJ Freddy Fresco. You know the vibe. Sad boys for real. Peace out. This is Sad Boy Radio.